Hello everyone. I really want to give God all the glory and honor because he amused me yesterday night. Um, like, I realized that there is a Bible verse that says, "Our th- God's thoughts are not like ours. As far as the sky is from the earth, so far away are his thoughts. And he was able to prove it to me. But then... That is why today we have two messages, two in one. One, we are going to complete sexual immolarity because I realized there were so many questions that were left unanswered and people were asking me. Then second of all, I'm going to give you God's message that he gave me yesterday night. So Revelation chapter 17 verses 1 talks about the famous prostitute. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowels came to me and said, Come and I will show you how the famous prostitute is to be punished. That great city that is built near many rivers, the kings of the earth practiced sexual immorality with her, and the people of the world became drunk from drinking the wine of her immorality. Now this is the spirit of adultery, and many people have drunk from it, and they have become, you know, when someone is practicing sexual immorality, they seem to be drunk. Everything, small things just turn them on, okay? The spirit took control of me, and the angel carried me to a desert. There I saw a woman sitting on a red beast that had names insulting to God written all over it. The beast had seven heads, heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet and covered with gold ornaments, precious stone and pearls. That is how attractive, let me say prostitutes, look like oh, sexual immolarity itself. Uh-huh. And pearls. In her hand, she held a gold cup full of obscene and filthy things. The result of her immolarity on her forehead was written a name. Sorry. The result of her immolarity, full stop. On her forehead was written a name that had a secret meaning. Great Babylon, the mother of all prostitutes and perverts in the world. And so that is the spirit of adultery. It's the mother of all, what? Prostitutes and perverts. And I saw the woman was drunk with the blood of God's people and the blood of those who were killed because they had been loyal to Jesus. How sad. She was drunk with people's blood. And which people, which people's blood, God's people, meaning that this spirit targets the church. Why of all blood have they talked about God's people's blood? Because she does target the church. Okay. So you may ask, is are God's men, is it possible for sexual immorality to win over God's men? A big yes. Look at David. When you look in the... When you look at first when David fought Goliath, verses chapter 18, verses 14 says, no, let me start from 13. So Saul, no, 12. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David, but had abandoned him. So Saul sent him away and put him in command of a thousand men. David led his men in battle and was successful in all he did because the Lord was with him. The beginning of David, he had a relationship with God, meaning he was a mighty man of God. To an extent that Saul had fought so many battles before David, but because David had only defeated Goliath, David had become a threat to Saul. But then he was successful in all he did because the Lord was with him. 
But then when we go to verse 2 Samuel chapter 11 verses 2 that says, One day late in the afternoon, David got up from his nap and went to the palace roof. You see, when this spirit wants to use you, it will make things strategic in your favor so that you land into temptation. So to we I think you've all read this story. David goes to the rooftop, sees Bathsheba taking a shower orders for them to bring her. Imagine this David who is committing adultery has around eight women. But this spirit does not rest. It doesn't it doesn't have an end to it. So David takes Bathsheba, they sleep together, she becomes pregnant. After getting pregnant, David tries to frame Uriah the husband to Uriah the husband to Bathsheba. Sati becomes that he thinks he's the father of the child. He calls him from from what? From battle and tells him to go back home and have a rest and all that. Because he thinks this Uriah is going to sleep with his wife. But he was as in the devil makes sure that he wants to embarrass you because you're God's child. When you get involved in sexual immolarity, he doesn't want it to end there. He has to embarrass you. And what does this man do? The soldier refuses to go back home and sleep with his wife. And then David, the following day, makes sure this man gets drunk. So he goes back at least when he's drunk. The man refuses. When the man refuses, now David is left with no choice. Actually, he had a choice, but because the Spirit of God had left him, he couldn't consult God on what to do. You see, when God leaves you, you start to make decisions on your own. David ends up killing this man. And then when he dies at war, Nathan comes to him, a prophet of God, and tells him the story of the rich man and who had so many cattle and sheep, and then there was a poor man who had only one sheep. Meaning these many cattle and sheep was David's many wives and concubines. And then this man who had one, sh one lamb was Uriah. So, to cut the long story short, David repents. When he repents, because Uriah had died, there had to be blood to there had blood had to be poured in order to replace the first blood that had been shed okay so that is why david loses his son even though god had forgiven him and when nathan brought him this message he tried to fast and pray for all close to a week or more than a week but then even if you fast and pray god is not in your plans it's not God who has instructed you to do that. You're wasting time. So in the end, the boy dies. But what am I trying to bring out? After all this, even though this boy died, if you haven't gotten deliverance, the sin moves on. Sexual immolarity can be genetically transferred to people from your grandfather, from your father, from your mother's side, and so on and so forth. Even after David left that sin, we see that Amnon and Tamar, the one who we talked about in the previous episode of sexual immolarity, they carry out incest. When you leave alone that, he gives birth to Solomon. Who had more wives than Solomon? He had so many wives. So if it is, if it is genetically going on in your life, you need some special type of deliverance. Okay? When we look at Romans chapter 7, verses 15, it says, I do not understand what I do, for I, do, for I don't do what I would like to do, but instead I do what I hate. 
okay sometimes we don't want to do these things but we end up just doing them we don't know what drives us that is the spirit of immolarity that just pushes people even when they don't want it verses 18 says i know that good does not live in me that is in my human nature for even though the desire to do good is in me i am not able to do it i do not do the good i want to do Instead, I do the evil that I do not want to do. Bambi, you really want to pray, you really want to fast, but you just end up not doing it because there is someone who, there is the prince of the world that is Satan. If I do what I don't want to do, this means that I am no longer the one who does it. Instead, it is the sin that lives in me. That is why we should feel sorry for people who are still living a life of adultery and so on it is not what they want to do there is someone else using you inside okay so we go on to the second message that i was supposed to tell you you see um okay let me first read matthew chapter 7 verses 13 go in through the narrow gate because the gate to hell is wide and the road that leads to it is easy and there are many who travel it but the gate to life is narrow and the way that leads to it is hard and there are few people who find it recently someone told me christine i am i listened to to your audio last time and it was like as if i was thirsty and i had been handed a glass of water and then yesterday night god wanted me to show you guys where the actual ocean is this may be a glass of water but there is a bigger offer. There is an ocean where I also drink from every day, every single day. And uh, that is, um, what should I call it, a place? It is called Mutundwe Christian Fellowship. But it's usually before the lockdown, it is open to everyone to go there. But during this lockdown, we are being sustained by their radio. There is an internet radio too for those who are abroad. It is MCF, no, on YouTube, it is MCF Radio Live. On Facebook, it is Pastor Tom Balaba Mugera. And then the radio is MCF 98.7. Those who are in Kampala, Masaka, it is 100.7. Fort Portrait is 96.0. Iganga, it is 103.9. And then on Sundays, as in you feed according to, or you will go and feed your soul according to your schedule. And then we have Lighthouse Television every Sunday, 7 a.m. TV West, 7.30 a.m. Bukede Television 1, 8 a.m. Bukede Television 2, 8.30 a.m. UBC, that is 2 p.m. Trust me, this is the best place you can get fed from because I know in the near future, those who are going to go there will thank me. And then something else God showed me is that um, you see, God can turn the whole world upside down for one person's sake. So can Satan. For example, probably we all know that Sickness is a portion of the devil. So let's say the devil brought this COVID-19 just to shake a few people that he wants to backslide and so on. But then we remember that it is God who is still in charge. By the time he gives certain authority over something, 
there is also something he's going to benefit. Like, for example, when he gave such an authority over Job, he was telling him that I know him, that he's on my side. You want to prove me wrong? Go ahead. Shake, the ho- shake everything he has and see if he will leave me. So do not let the hard situations come your way to shake you and then prove God wrong, okay? And then another thing is that I know God asking me to tell you this place is because probably it is one or two people he is after, but then their life will never be the same after following Pastor Tom. And then the internet radio is MCF Radio Uganda 98.7 FM. Because this place where we are now, for example, like I've used an example that this is just a glass of water. Yeah, we do fellowship and share a few things here and there. But then with MCF, they go deeper. It's a pastor. Me, I'm just an evangelist. He's a pastor. They know how to deal with addictions. For example, we've been talking about sexual immolarity. You may be addicted to masturbation. You may be addicted to, to incest. You may be addicted to so many things that I have no knowledge about. But then there are men of God who can help you in those things. It takes... It takes persistence, okay? Then there is a topic of witchcraft and sorcery. I'm just getting to know that witchcraft is real. And yet there are people who have questions. They're asking me about it and they've experienced it. And I'm a bit clueless. But then there is also about family. For example, married women, how to handle a man that is cheating on you and so on. How to get back your family into line. Those are things I have no experience about. But God is faithful. There is a source. Like I've told you, there is an ocean where you can fill your thirst to the brim every day. Anytime I haven't sent you an audio, you can feel free to enjoy the presence of God and fill your thirst and your hunger. God bless you.